0: So. Hello friends. Thank you for joining me again this week on the SOS podcast. I'm your host Carl. I hope you're all doing well. Today's scripture comes from the book of Romans and I'll be starting in verse 15. These are the words of Paul. He says, "What then shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey?" whether of sin leading to death, or of obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, So now present your members as Slaves of Righteousness for Holiness. Yesterday I had the fortune of going to a social event where I ran into some people who I haven't seen in a number of years. Now some of these people were really, really good close friends of mine 10, 12, 15 years ago. We were in our mid-20s, early 20s. We worked together in a young adult ministry. And in that ministry, it wasn't just about services. I mean, these are people who were your close friends. So after services, they're who you hung out with. On days when you didn't have church, you still saw them. This was a really, really tight community. Now what happens over the years is people get married, they start families, they move away, they change churches. And eventually that close-knit group, is a little separated so it was really great to get reconnected if only for an afternoon and get an update on everybody's life now one of these friends of mine approached me about a possible professional opportunity that really seems great to me seems awesome she works for a ministry that helps people with addiction so it's a rehab but it's a christian rehab so they're approaching recovery and restoration really on all fronts It's not just a matter of getting someone off of a certain drug or helping them stop drinking, but it's also about fixing them spiritually, getting them restored to the father. The position she mentioned to me is an assistant type role. But the first thing I thought, and only for a moment, but it entered my head. And it's probably something that most of us would think, which is, how on earth am I qualified for that? I don't have any degree or training in psychology or in substance abuse at all. I don't know anything about medicine. I'm not an addict myself, and I haven't ever been one, really. I smoked for years before getting saved, and after getting saved, it's something that every now and then I picked back up When times got tough, things got stressful whenever I encountered certain triggers. But I don't know that that's really comparable to what most people in this kind of facility are dealing with. Now, I have to say, I only had that thought for a moment, because God is really good. Right after, I thought, hmm, how would I be qualified to do this? God showed me something, which is that anyone who used to be a sinner, but who is now a saint, knows about addiction. Were we not addicted to our flesh? Addicted to sin before we encountered Jesus Christ? Were we not slaves to sin? Slaves to our flesh? The scripture tells us that. We were slaves to our flesh. We're now slaves to righteousness instead of sin. We've changed. It's like we went to spiritual rehab. The same way an addict has to be taught how to break those prior bad habits and replace them with good habits, a new way of living, a new way of handling life and its stresses, that's the same thing that happens to a Christian. Because before Christ, we lived a certain way. We responded or reacted to life's stresses a certain way. We approached our finances, our relationships, uh, our lives' goals a certain way. And then after Christ, all of that changes. And so she's telling me about this position. She didn't know very much. And I started to think to myself, well, ministry wise, I feel like I'm completely qualified to help people, to talk to them about Jesus through this transformation they're going through. But addiction wise, I feel like I definitely can speak about that because we're all there in recovery. So why does a person relapse? Well, a person relapses because they encounter a trigger in life. And perhaps they were shown how to deal with this without their addiction, without their substance. But perhaps times are really, really tough. So this trigger happens and all of a sudden they forget their tools or it's just too strong. And they decide, well, you know what? The only way I know how to deal with this problem is to have a drink. How many times does a Christian go back to his or her sin, like a dog returning to its vomit? How many times do we encounter triggers in life? And we know the correct spiritual response to that trigger, to that temptation, because that's what it is, right? Addicts are tempted to go back to their substance. We are tempted to go back to our sin. And we may know better. We may have all the tools. We may have been saved for decades. And we know the right way to respond to that trigger. Yet we don't. Yet we relapse. Yet we have to seek forgiveness because we've fallen. We're in recovery. That's this whole process of working out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's recovery. From addiction to sin and the flesh. From following that which we know only leads to destruction. And those around us know only leads to destruction. If you've ever had a loved one who has some substance issue, you know what it's like to watch them destroy themselves with that drug or that alcohol or whatever it is they're addicted to. And you know better, and you think to yourself, well, they know better too. Like, they, this person has to see that this is just ruining their life. They're not getting anything out of this. All they're doing is going backwards and going backwards and going backwards. And for a really serious addict, there's an intervention that has to occur. And why does that occur? Well, because people are thinking this person is literally on the road to destruction. This is someone whose body won't be able to take this abuse anymore. Someone who's going to die if they don't get help. And that's where we were. We were on the road to eternal separation from God, on the road to destruction, before the spiritual intervention, however it happened, that got us next to Jesus, to see him, to meet him face to face, and to give ourselves to him, to break the bonds of that addiction. When I encounter someone who's trying to live a clean life, yet being tempted to go back to that substance, I don't see them any differently than one of us who's trying to lead that good and holy life in the spirit, constantly fighting temptation from the flesh, constantly fighting the desire to live and act in the flesh. It's the same thing. And quite honestly, substance abuse is only from the devil. It's only from an evil place. He's trying to get us to be slaves to anything but God, to anything that will lead to our destruction. So now I'm kind of fired up for this opportunity, and I'm hoping that it's something that actually comes to fruition because I'm starting to see addicts in a different way. And I believe that we Christians, all of us, need to see addicts in a different way and understand what we actually have in common and the value that we have to add to someone's life, someone who's going through addiction, someone who's in recovery, because we are in recovery as well. It may be a little different, but it's kind of still the same. This week's song, Spiration, is an oldie but a goodie. It's a song, I Don't Wanna Go by Avalon. And it tells a story of someone who is just saying to God, I don't want to go anywhere that you're not. So wherever you're going to lead me, I'll be there. Wherever you're going to grab my hand and take me, I'll be there. But if I have to let go of that hand and make my own way and take my own road, I don't want to go that way because you're not there. The word says that God never leaves us or forsakes us, but that doesn't mean that when we take steps in defiance to him, that he's supporting us in those decisions. This song, I don't want to go really speaks volumes about someone going through addiction and those of us who are also in spiritual recovery. Because the goal is to go where God is leading. The goal is to walk in His blessing and His favor. Our goal is not to divert from that. Our goal is not to try our own path. Because there's what? There's one way. The way, the truth, and the life. There's one. That's it. And that's where we want to be walking. That's where we want to be living. If we stay focused on only going where God is, then we can keep from going back to our old ways, relying on old addictions that don't do anything to help us, but really just hurt us, with the goal of destroying us completely. Father, I pray, God, that you open our eyes to our current states, each and every one of us, that you give us revelation and a clear understanding of where we are spiritually and where it is that we still need to grow. Father, make it clear to us the steps that you want us to take so that we can continue daily, even today, to be further sanctified, further purified through your spirit, Father. God, give us compassion for those who are in not only physical recovery, but spiritual recovery, just like us. Father, give us what it takes to walk alongside them the way you walk alongside us, Father, that we can be Christ to those who are still making their way, Father. God, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the Donate button.